Well, hello, listeners and viewers. Welcome to another edition of CHP Talks. We are here today with special guest Lynette Bladeau, and we're going to be talking about the statutes that have been tumbled, um, toppled over, and uh, destroyed, and how history is being erased and defaced in our country. So with that, uh, Rod, would you please introduce our special guest for today? Yes, uh, it's a great pleasure to have you with us today, Lynette. Lynette Bladeau is the owner of Christian Roots Canada, an organization dedicated to tracing God's hand in Canada's history. Her goal is to inspire the next generation to prepare for tomorrow's future as they learn from yesterday's past. She has recently published a book, The Legacy of 25 Scripture Verses on Parliament Hill, which chronicles the various places in the Peace Tower where you can find these 25 verses of biblical wisdom. Uh, she's getting ready to launch a video course about the French Protestants, the Huguenots, who were the first to build settlements in Canada. And uh, we've known Lynette for many years. We appreciate her detailed work in bringing attention to Canada's history and heritage. And her little book really underscores the biblical basis of Canada's laws, our rights and freedoms, and uh, it's a pleasure to have you with us today, Lynette, to discuss your book and your work and what's coming next in your life. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you, Sarah. Thank you also. It's a joy to be here. All right. Well, this past weekend, uh, there was a major news story. A statue of Sir John A. Macdonald was uh, torn off of its place and uh, taken to the ground, beheaded, um, defaced in Montreal, and it was quite a headline grabber, and uh, the Prime Minister did um, condemn it, which was good and almost surprising, considering his uh, disdain for the past, but um, what do we make of that? It's not the first statue to come down, and it's probably not the last. How do we contextualize that? All right, so this is... Uh an effort that started somewhere about 2017, when a young um, student in Toronto, uh, a native student, uh, heard some information in his history class about Sir John A. Macdonald making disparaging statements against the natives. And he started um, a whole process to quote unquote, defund and de decolonize the schools. And that has continued where uh, Sir John A. Macdonald's statue has been removed from BC based on the students' uh, mobilization of Native Indians. And then before that, we had um, Edward Cornwallis, uh, the lieutenant who settled Halifax. His statue was removed and put away in a basement. And in Aurelia recently, when I started reading some more stories about the statues being removed, in Aurelia, they removed the statue of Samuel de Champlain, which, you know, as a, um, a transplanted Canadian, I call myself because I am originally from Trinidad and Tobago. And as a transplanted Canadian, I learned that Samuel de Champlain was, in fact, the father of New France and Acadia. So, I mean, for him, 
for his statue to be knocked over was or removed and defaced was a surprise to me. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but also in in doing some background information for uh, in preparation for today, I I came across other issues. It's not just removing statues, but these people who I would label the cancel culture, um, they have been agitating to remove street names and change village names. Um, for example, uh, the street name of Dundas, has, it has been proposed that you change that name. And I have no idea what Dundas did wrong to anyone. Um, I don't even know if the people who are agitating for that, if they know anything about Dundas. <clears throat> and um, he wasn't even, I don't even think he, he visited Canada. Uh, Simcoe uh, named Dundas after someone in England. <laughs> so um, they want to cancel Dundas. Also, Russell Street in Toronto has been renamed. And what have they called it? Um, some, uh, somebody else's. They changed, they changed the name to, to some obscure person that we, we have no connections to that who knows. <clears throat> So it's not just removing the statues. Yeah. It's not just um, expunging their memories. It's removing names. Um, when um, those people in, in Russell, the village of Russell, heard that Russell Street was being renamed, they started a, a campaign in Russell, the village of Russell, South of Ottawa, to have the name changed. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Because Russell is supposed, this guy who was a, a parliamentarian, he was supposed to be a racist, anti, uh, a racist uh, slave owner. Yeah. yeah. Of course, uh, there's not just one person named Russell either, you know. No. Uh, so names are, you know, come to mean different things to different people. But this cancel culture, of course, crosses the border with the U.S. Uh, down there, like you say, people don't know anything about the, the people whose statues they are removing. Uh, in many cases, uh, U.S. Grant, who, uh, you know, fought to uh, free the slaves, uh, they're tearing his statue down. Frederick Douglass, who was himself a freed slave, uh, and was one of the staunchest abolitionists, and they've torn uh, his statue down. So what on earth, uh, you know, people just want to erase the past, but they, they don't uh, have anything to replace it with, really, anything of substance. And that's important. Yeah. What are they going to replace it with? That's, that's my question. And, you know, it, it's quite interesting. Even um, Dalhousie University, um, what that was settled by Lord Ramsey, um, George Ramsey. His his name is um, the the name that get, he took upon knighthood was 
uh, Lord Dalhousie. Okay. Right? And he, he built Dalhousie actually to help Anglican students, priests, learn to become Anglican ministers. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right? And there is that movement to remove his name. Yeah. Because yeah. I guess he's white Anglo-Saxon. You know, who knows? I, I am not convinced that these people who want to remove the past and remove uh, the people that they think um, did wrong to Canada, I don't think that they really know anything about them. No. no. They're, they're and and we here. don't want to send the message that all of these people only did good things their whole life. But then, because if, of course, that was the measure, we would have no statues of anyone, and there would be no one in history worth remembering. Everyone has had faults, but yeah. these people did exceptional things. Sir John A., um, father of Confederation, did he do bad Bad things, yes. There were political scandals in his time as well, but we remember him for the good things that he did. And um, we also learn, um, if you study more deeply, about the, the things that he did that were not as good, and we learned also from that. So erasing the history is, is absolutely no way of dealing with it. Well, in more recent history, uh, <clears throat> that you know, the book 1984, where they were constantly uh, rewriting history, and that's where we're at today. Basically, yeah. uh, in the States, they have the 1619 Project, but all the good stuff that came out of Western democracies uh, is being you know, hidden or buried, and all the bad stuff is being highlighted, which isn't a very uh, encouraging way to raise children, that we just have a, a terrible history and nothing to be proud of. There's much to be proud of in this country. Uh, and children, youth need heroes. They need to be inspired by the people who accomplish great things, especially in the face of great difficulties. MacDonald himself, he accomplished the writing. He wrote most of the Constitution of Canada. Mm. And these kids do not know that. Yeah. And that's where the importance of teaching history comes in. Because if you don't teach about the past, you don't know how you arrive here. Right. Uh, and that's, that's what I think is very, very important. Yeah. I was thinking about these, um, you know, even in a cemetery, uh, the gravestones, there are reminders and they use stone because it doesn't rot away in a few years like a piece of wood might. Mm -hmm. But uh, these are reminders of us, of our, of our heritage, our ancestry, good and bad. All these people that are buried in cemeteries across the country uh, had their flaws, but we remember them and our, the generations to follow remember them. I think this, uh, you know, it ties in quite a bit with your work on the scripture verses on Parliament Hill, again, uh, this book, uh, Legacy of 25 Scripture Verses on Parliament Hill, is a great book. I'm so pleased to have a copy of it. <clears throat> and uh, those uh, scripture verses are chiseled in stone 
uh, on our parliament building so that we Canadian people will remember the uh, basis of the found, you know, the foundation of the heritage of freedoms and rights that we have. The, the laws are based on something unchanging. So uh, first of all, thanks for doing that book. It's very important. Uh, especially just before or now the uh, you can't have access to that anymore because of the uh, renovations going on but maybe you want to say a, a little bit about how that book came to be yeah well years ago we had published um, a smaller book it was the biblical legacy of Canada's parliament building we had thought that there were only 15 scriptures and because uh, in that first book that we published, um, it, it was there was a lot of theological arguments for the scriptures and a lot of explanation of what the scriptures meant. And I wanted to uh, republish the book and make it more child friendly so that kids can pick up the book and and read and and in simple as simple english as possible so um i just before parliament hill closed actually i i had i asked someone uh, i joined a homeschool group that was going to see visit the last time before it closed and I said, can I tag along? And I asked someone if they could take some pictures for me if I show them what I wanted. So I thought I was going to be getting the same pictures, but clearer. And to my amazement, I found much more scriptures there than I thought. <laughs> um, when I started um, looking at the scriptures, when I expanded the picture on my computer and I saw the scriptures, I was kind of flabbergasted because there were obscure scriptures that people don't know about unless they have read Joshua mm -hmm. or, or First and Second Chronicles and Nahum, like who reads Nahum? And you know, when when I when I saw those things, I thought, you know, if if the people in Canada at that time, a hundred years ago, when that was built, if they did not protest, it's because they were accustomed to thinking that way. They knew exactly what was going in there because um, there was the Public Works Committee that, uh, that approved everything. Um, John A. Pearson, who built the, the, the center block and the Peace Tower, he was the, the, the architect par excellence, and he had won all kinds of awards for his buildings. So they chose the best to, to build the center block and, and, and the Peace Tower. And he took, it took him from um, 1916, to I think 1924 to build rebuild the center block. So four years, 1916 to 1920. Yeah. And it took him about six more years just to build the Peace Tower because he was a man dedicated to detail and to things having meaning. 
uh, and especially in light of all the people who gave their lives at the, in the war. Yeah. So he traveled, he was so specific. He had to approve every single detail about the stained glass windows. And he traveled across Europe collecting these items that he needed to pay respects for the to the people who died and it was all carefully thought out and chosen so so it he communicated something that people were accustomed to believing so a hundred years ago this country thought biblically and that was acceptable even by the parliament because they approved everything that he did right <clears throat> and having these things etched in stone is a reminder to this generation that we we have uh, deep roots based in scripture. I'm wondering if you could, uh, I'm not sure everyone listening to this uh, podcast will uh, be familiar with all the scriptures, and I don't want a whole list there, but maybe you could share a few of your favorite scriptures that are engraved in stone. Oh, well, it's not just in stone, it's in the stained glass windows. And one of the most favorite things that I saw in on the hill was the the altar of remembrance and when 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 homeschooled kids uh saw when they walked through the um the doors into the memorial chamber and they saw this the very first words out of their mouth was mrs plato that looks like the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> Very similar so to it. They, they recognized it. And around the, the lip here of the Book of Remembrance is the Ephesians passage, which blew me away because the, that Ephesians passage about putting on the armor of God is further represented by little shields. Mm-hmm. showing each part of the armor. So that to me was really, really interesting. But then in putting this book together, when I got to the south window, well, I'll start with the, with the east window first. This is one of my favorite. Praise mm-hmm. be to God. Thanks be to God who giveth us the victory. That's taken from Revelation. And it goes into, it, 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 it's taken from a passage that deals with the resurrection from the dead. Hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that was approved by John A. Pearson to be put in there as a stained glass window. Then the other favorite part was these, these scriptures in the south window the images in the south window because here is michael the archangel with a sword and a trumpet if anybody knows who michael the archangel is he's the angel of vengeance Mm. he's the one who leads god's armies to war 
and he's there. And then there is the uh, George killing the dragon, yeah. which is a myth. He was, but he was actually alive. He was a real person who was a martyr under Diocletian. So my favorite kind of the classic is uh, over the door uh, in the Peace Tower, he shall have dominion from sea to sea and from the rivers unto the ends of the earth. And, uh, you know, that's just so profound that they were acknowledging God Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and that they were, in a sense, inviting him or declaring that he is the uh, lawful ruler over the dominion of Canada, and that's uh, so significant, Psalm uh, 72, 8. Psalm 72, but Psalm 72, 1 is on the front, and Psalm 72, 8 is on the side, on the east side. Mm -hmm. yes. And Psalm 72, when you read about Psalm 72, it is a messianic psalm, talking about Christ's rule over all the nations. Yeah, yeah. So that, that excites me. But the other surprising thing, for me, in the south window, I just want to show you one more thing. This is a figure called Justice. Right. And right here on Justice's sword is the crucified Christ. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. The sign of God's justice mm. for sin. Yeah. And I, what I got goosebumps when I saw it. I could not believe it. And the, some most of these things are not even mentioned on the government website. Wow. And if they're mentioned, they're trivialized because the Christ's crucifixion on the cross um, is, is supposed, according to the government website, is supposed to represent the people who paid and sacrificed in war with their lives. But hello, there's no yeah. idea of scripture. <laughs> the sad part is the members of parliament, many of them who walk in those sacred hallways uh, on a daily basis, other than COVID, uh, you know, often it seems like they are not, even though they have those visual reminders there, uh, they often have forgotten. Uh, where where we came from as a nation and what is the basis of of Canada's greatness, our freedoms, our prosperity, and everything, which of course is by the hand of Almighty God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the thing with cancel the cancel culture, um, you know, if if Christians, the the point one is that they do not have a biblical framework. They they're working from a Marxist framework where all they want to do is to tear down and not build up. And if we as Christians were to remove all the people that were, that had horrible lives um, from scripture, the Bible would be in half. It would be half the size because you will have to remove all of uh, Judges, um, all of Joshua, Judges, um, not Ruth, you know, the books of Samuel, the books, the David, the Psalms, you know, we would have to remove all those things. Well, there's only one that lived a sinless life, uh, Jesus Christ. So uh, all the rest of us are flawed and uh, only by his grace are we able to take our place uh, in Canadian culture at all. And we're 
we're so thankful that we live in an age of grace and uh, that God has allowed us to live in this great country of Canada, but we do need to preserve the remembrance of the heritage that has been left us by our founders. Yes. Yeah. Well, we don't want to remove history and we don't want to forget history. We want to learn from history. And uh, thank you very much for this interview today. And uh, we really um, hope that Everyone who's listened will, uh, again, appreciate the, his the history that we do have, the heritage that we have of uh, many scripture passages in our parliament and um, many God-fearing people whose statues are around the country. And uh, let's remember the good that they've done. So thank you again. Thank you all for listening and watching. And uh, we hope that you will join us again for another edition of uh, CHP Talks. Yeah. Yeah, and, Lynette. And if they would like course. to order these books, yes. www.christianrootscanada.org and in the store, forward slash store, and you can get these copies. They're very cheap. Um, and if you can pick them up for me in Toronto, or you know someone, if you live elsewhere and you know someone who can pick it up for you, that would save you a lot in shipping. So that's why we're keeping the cost very low. So the legacy of 25 scripture verses on Parliament Hill, get it from www.christianroots.org. Christian Lynette, Roots it, Canada. Christian, Christian Roots, Roots Canada. Canada. I'm sorry. Okay. ChristianRootsCanada.org. Lynette Bladeau, thank you for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure and keep up your good work uh, helping Canadians remember our past. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was it's a pleasure for me to be here. Thanks again. God bless. God bless.